Gaming on the Frontier. This is Bruce. This is Trav. This is Dana. And this is Ken. Welcome to Gaming on the Frontier, your podcast of playing games that everybody thought was a video game. That's good because I don't know how to use a controller. <laughs> That's right. It's hard to use a controller on, on the tabletop, right? Yeah. And before we get started, I want everyone to know that this is my birthday. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, that's happy birthday. Right. Yes, yes. I won't tell you how old I am. Let's see, you're 15 years older than me, so that... <laughs> that makes me, what, 30? <laughs> wow, if I'd been drinking, that would have been all over the laptop. Anyways. <laughs> all right, and uh, it's been an interesting day. Uh, I have a, uh, right now, I have a um, Fallout mouse. Right here, I got a, I got a Fallout mouse for my birthday, and uh, I'm wearing a T-shirt that has a, an anthropomorphic wolf called a Star Wolf, and uh, pro, uh, uh, from the uh, Star Fox series. I don't currently have my 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 Vault 111 hoodie, but um, I'm all ready because we are playing Fallout pen and paper. Now, this game uh, is not for sale uh, because, uh, essentially, uh, way back in the day, uh, what was Black Isle, wasn't it, uh, who uh, originally uh, owned, came out with Fallout? They were approached by a group, and that group said, we're going to make a pen and paper game. And for some reason, which I'm not aware of, they did have a falling out between each other. And as a result, the other group basically took the game, filed off the serial numbers, and called it Exodus. We're not playing oh, that game. Oh, I've heard of that game. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're not playing that game. Uh, we are playing Fallout, pen and paper. This is the the point the two point zero edition. I am told, uh, from what I can tell, there is a 4.0 edition. However, it uses an entirely different game system, and what the reason we're playing this version is because the game system is the same as what's in the video game. The, the people who created this tried as, as, to get as close as possible, you know, with keeping certain ideas about pen and paper being different than, you know, uh, the video games, tried to reproduce the whole special um, system of, of being able to play the game with all the skills the same way, with the resistances, with the special... With, uh, strength, perception, endurance, and so forth, just like in the Fallout 1 and 2 video game. So that's why we're playing this. And everybody here, uh, we have our three players, uh, Ken, Dana, and Trav, uh, are going to be playing characters in this this uh, introductory adventure uh, in this game uh, and to see what it's like to actually, in the, in the pen and paper sense, really be in the wasteland. This is taking place... Uh, 
in the time after Fallout 2 and before Fallout 3. So, you know, all the things that were available in Fallout 1 and 2 are now available in Fallout in, in this particular pen and paper. And uh, we do have a game book that we're pretty much going by, but I may throw some wild cards at you as we go along. Uh, but mostly we're trying to keep to what was considered to be canon at that time, because the whole point of this is to try to get as close to an authentic, you know, experience of Fallout without the pen and paper. Now, uh, am I the only one who's actually played all the Fallout games? Probably. Yeah, I, yeah. I you know me. I don't do video games. So, yeah, I've never played this. So. All right. So uh, for those of our audience who are not familiar with Fallout, uh, this is a game that's based upon an alternate history of, of the United States where, first of all, for some reason, everything kind of got stuck in the 50s uh, fashion sense, all the art deco and stuff like that. Uh, so everything still looks like if you if you've ever gone to Disney World before they up uh, well actually they did update with all that kind of retro 50s kind of look that's what Fallout looks like except for the fact that the bombs actually dropped in 2077 which is not in the 50s and the time of the adventure takes place somewhere between 100 and 200 years later but they do have robots they've got um, uh, well nuclear powered cars. They've got jetpacks, they've got lasers, they've got stuff, you know, like you would expect out of something that was done, you know, like a science fiction of what the future was going to be like done in the 50s. Um, uh, space, rocket ship X something, I can't remember off the top of my head. There were a whole bunch of movies, you know, have space, uh, you know, Destination Moon. All those movies that first came out when they thought we were, you know, as soon as we got to the moon, we were going to go on and do all kinds of stuff. That's the whole mystique that we're, go that we're going with in this game because that's what Fallout did. Now, this is a post-apocalyptic. They have done terrible things to the planet uh, by blowing up all those bombs. There's a lot of radiation. There's a lot of mutation. And uh, life is hard. And death is quick. But... Hopefully not so quick that we can't get a uh, podcast uh, recording out of it. So uh, we're going to start off with uh, basically our premise, which is we are this adventure is starting off near the city of Springfield, Missouri. Uh, Springfield is at this time is a large coal producer because uh, historically it was a large coal producer. It was one of the biggest states for producing coal, actually. Um, uh, Back when it was first, you know, opened up, you know, as a territory, uh, all the characters that are playing here were working at the mines when suddenly the mines caught on fire. Whether some something happened, like somebody smuggled in a mini nuke and set it off, and anyways, the mine went on fire. So they had to. The only way to get rid of a mine fire is basically to close off all the tunnels to the fire and try to smother it, and then you have to wait until it cools down to the point where if you let air back in, it won't start up again because if it's hot enough, it'll just start right back up again. Yeah. So there are fire, there are mines in West Virginia that caught on fire 50 years ago and are still burning. Yeah. Pennsylvania too. Yeah. Right. So anyways, so everybody that we're talking about, all the player characters, basically you have to have jobs in the mines and now they don't. 
Everybody, <laughs> so you're basically homeless. Well, you're not homeless. You're going to be homeless, uh, and you are basically without jobs. And uh, everybody who basically had families went home to work the family farm. Everybody else, along with you guys, are heading over to Springfield, New Springfield, to see if they can get some work. Now, before you go, uh, we, uh, I want you to introduce your characters. Um, Ken, would you start, please? Yeah, my name is um, Jaron Campbell. Um, I'm a 12-year-old boy who sneaks around a lot, um, you know, steals things, goes into places where he shouldn't be, which in this post-apocalyptic world is actually a pretty good idea every so often, although sometimes it's also dangerous. Mm -hmm. It also means that you've been working in the mine probably the way they did back in the original thing, which was guys who... who who uh, got into places that were too small for full-size people. Could be. And, and yeah. also, you, a lot of times, um, uh, worked the um, uh, the ventilation system where they would have to go through and, 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 and these little tiny tunnels where air came through from the yeah. surface and basically direct it to where it needed to go. So uh, that was probably your job before you got fired. Now, before you leave... Uh, you know, uh, your shift leader, old Gus, uh, basically calls you in his office. And he says to you, boy, he says, I really hate to have to get rid of you because, you know, you, you were a, a, a good worker and uh, pretty funny and did help keep, keep me warm on those cold winter nights. Uh, but I wanted to give you, because, you know, small folk like you tend to have a really hard time in this world, I wanted to give you something to maybe even the score a little bit. Oh, shucks. Thank you. And uh, so, and what he does is he reaches over into a drawer, pulls out, and throws this big, heavy glove with a kind of a really, uh, uh, like a metallic bump in the top of it. Okay? And you take... Uh, and you take a look at it, and you probably don't know what it is, so he'll have to explain it to you. But he tells you that this is a punch gun. It's, an, it's, a, it's a glove with a trigger in the thumb, allowing the user to fire a, allowing, he says, a, a single shotgun shell at the same time a punch is thrown. So you add the damage from the shotgun ammo to the effects of the punch and the melee damage. It's kind of awkward to use, and it has to be reloaded after every use, but you could do pretty well. Now, he does tell you, now, if you ever get yourself into a, a, a boxing ring, don't be using this glove because they'll, they'll think poorly of you if you do. But anything else, you know, feel free to even, even the odds a little bit. And he also uh, reaches into a, uh, another drawer and throws you eight shotgun ammo shells. Wow. Okay. Yes. So, uh, Ken, if you look on uh, uh, page uh, 76, you'll get the details. So, and, and basically, you cannot use the, the, the it, this thing, do, basically, doesn't have a barrel. So, you cannot use this in, in any other way. You know, uh, if you try to just fire it, it's, it's not going to work. You might as well just. You just take it up and push it against somebody and fire it, which is what you're doing anyways if you're swinging a blow. Okay? Okay. 
All right. So let's move on to Dana, who is playing. I am a robotic assistant for laboratory function, model DSP-00327, commonly referred to as Ralph. I am the property of Langstrom Opiate Laboratories, a subsidiary of Midas, Midas Pharmaceuticals. If possible, please return this unit to the nearest Langstrom or Midas facility. Which, of course, is not going to happen because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, uh, apparently unknown to you, you were purchased by the mine. and uh, But apparently uh, they're, they're not paying much attention to the fact that they don't want to have to maintain you. So they're just basically cutting you loose. Yep. <laughs> so, I think somebody may have just reset the robot. Yeah, well, it happens. Robots <laughs> have that problem. So, Ralph, uh, you find that you have a little extra in your pay voucher uh, than you expected. Uh, and uh, that's going to be something that um, uh, that is going to hopefully help you. Your job there at the mine had been to analyze coal samples to see what the quality and the impurities or whatever those in the coal, so they could best they could decide how well a particular vein was paying out. Then I probably wasn't very good at my job. <laughs> well, you were using your science skill, which is very very low. Well, my intelligence is only four. He's 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 not a smart robot. He's a well, security. Yeah, thought. yeah, but I'm just saying that was that was the skill you had. Uh, yeah. That that's what they were using you for, and I'm sure that they were fairly effective in using that. Yes. Uh, okay. So, uh, anyways, um, that leaves us with Trav. Uh, name's Dex Millinder. I'm 30. I tend to get by with my mouth and my wits. Uh usually talk my way out of situations or, if I mess up, into situations. And I'm pretty good at just sort of blending into the background and disappearing when I have to. Not necessarily a wallflower, but the talent does come up when needed. Okay. All right. So, you know, because you all worked in the same place, you all have at least a nodding acquaintance with each other. So uh, you all basically head over towards Springfield. So we're going to just basically make a quick seed change, and you will arrive in Springfield, which should be up on your monitors. I, since you can't read this map, I will read it to you. Okay, so this uh, okay, so this location here, that is the glowing lights bar. There's also uh, number two is the Springfield power plant. This is the town square. <laughs> which is uh, has basically people buying and selling and 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 sell you know various local farmers and and other types of 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 merchants who you know there's no real big industry in this town but there's a lot of uh, you know uh, uh, home craft and stuff like that so you can buy a few things uh, but anyways uh, Let's see here. We got number uh, three. And that was the town square. Four are residences. So all these little things like this. These are all residences that have, don't have you know numbers in them. And uh, five is the police station, where they usually take people who are drunk and disorderly. It's not very big, so you know it's not like it's designed for uh, a lot of trouble. 
Uh, six is Bob's Guns and Pawn. Now, remember, uh, I don't know if you know this, but historically, pawn shops were the were the real banks in uh, frontier towns and things like that. They didn't have be, they weren't able to afford big, huge banks like we have in in the big city and and what's in our country today. So people would uh, regularly, when they were down on their luck or if they needed something to get them through the next day, uh, month, they would bring in something valuable to the pawn shop and the pawnbroker would look at it and say, I'll give you 15, 20, 30, 100 caps for that. You know, you, you'd decide whether you wanted to sell it or, or, or take a loan out on it. Most of the time you were pawning it because you wanted to get it back. So you might have a pistol that you wanted to get back, or maybe it was uh, some gold uh, or, or jewelry. So they, he would give you a certain amount, and of course you'd sign a note, and you'd have to pay, you'd basically have to pay that plus some additional caps back in order to uh, get the money. Now in Fallout, uh, bottle caps are the coin of the realm. Uh, they are the equivalent of gold pieces, equivalent to silver dollars, whatever you want to call. But you know, caps are are uh, bottle caps are the way that things go, and they all have a Nuka Cola label on them. So you know. The nice thing about a Nuka-Cola, uh, buying a Nuka-Cola is not only do you have to drink the Nuka-Cola, but you also get, you know, something to say, the, basically get a, a, a cap back from your purchase. Okay. So do they uh, still produce it? No. Well, uh, at this time, no. Uh, the, there's no Nuka-Colas being produced anywhere, which is one of the reasons why it's a, uh, a good buy. That's <laughs> why it's a, a form of specie. Uh, but there are still lots of, when I say lots, there's still lots of places in the wasteland that haven't been adequately searched. So bottle caps keep coming up. So they, they form a, a necessary, the necessary scarcity to be used as specie. So anyways, and so what were we left at? We were at six, I believe. Uh, no, uh, okay, seven is uh, the general store. Uh, eight. Oh, this whole area up here is the Brahmin fields. Now, Brahmin are two-headed cattle, very sturdy, very, very uh, good-natured. Though, if you get if you attack one of them, you can expect the entire herd to attack you as a result. So, it's best not to get them riled up. But generally speaking, Brahmin are the uh, uh, the, the main source of uh, meat, uh, leather, and milk uh, in the uh, wasteland. So it's, uh, and they, they're pretty, they're very hardy. They're willing to eat the scrubby grass that grows everywhere. Now, this is the Midwest. This is essentially prairie territory. So it's not the, the sandy wasteland of the, of the western reaches. But at the same time, it is a wasteland, so it tends to be scrubby. So the grass is coarse. It doesn't grow terribly high, not like it did on the old plains because there isn't that much water. You know, as the climate has changed as a result of the, of the bombs. But at the same time, you can still expect rivers and other things to be in existence. There could be an occasional downpour. You never know, and you and you got to hope that when it downpours, it doesn't bring radiation with it. Anyways, and that finally, uh, and uh, it leaves us with one other place that will come out as part of the adventure. So, 
Uh, is there anything you guys want to do in this town before we move on? You say that um, we're all unemployed effectively now. Right. So you're going to need to find some form of employment. I'm going to report over to the police station. Okay. And I am going to uh, present myself to the sheriff. Um, I'll walk in and I'll say, Good day, buddy. I am robotic assistant for laboratory function, model DSP-00327, but you can call me Ralph. I am the property of Langstrom Opiate Laboratories, but it would seem that I am having a little bit of trouble finding my way back to a Langstrom or Midas facility. For the time being, in order to maintain myself, I will be needing employment. Would you by chance be needing the assistance of a properly programmed security machine? Really? He says, uh, this guy who's wearing, you know, metal armor, big breastplate, and boots and a pretty, you know, a pretty serviceable-looking assault rifle. Mm-hmm. Basically, gets up, wanders over to you, and he basically smacks the butt of his gun into you. And he says, "How does it make you feel when I do that?" Please do not make aggressive moves against the RALF unit. Doing so will trigger security protocols. If security protocols are already active, remember that surrendering is a valid option, which greatly enhances your chance of surviving this encounter with the RALF unit. Yeah. I'm very sorry. That's a pre-programmed response. But is it true? Yes. All right. Well, I'm sorry, pal. Uh, But... You know, this is a police force. We're not the military. Okay, sometimes people get a little rowdy and you have to kind of deal with them firmly but gently. Uh, drunks, um, people who are upset because it turns out their significant other's been spending time with somebody that they shouldn't. Uh, possibly even people who might be uh, caught filching stuff out of other people's pockets. We don't like to kill them on sight. So I'm afraid that your protocols seem a little too aggressive for us. So we're going to have to decline on your offer. But thanks for coming by. I suggest that perhaps... You go and uh, uh, go over to the uh, Glowing Lights Bar. I hear that uh, there might be some uh, job postings over there. Better luck, baby. Very well. I'll be on my way. All right. So you wander off. Trev? All right. Let's see. We have a general store. We have a pawn shop. I'm going to go in there and see if they need help, you know, sorting stuff out or counting money or whatever. Just an extra hand in the store. Mm. Okay. All right. So you go on in there, and and they have quite a few things in the pawn shop. Uh, Let me uh, just bring that up so I can tell you what you see when you go in there. There seems to be um, a whole lot of weapons on for sale. Uh, As a matter of fact, it's guns and pawns, so... Essentially, uh, 
uh, it seems like most of the things that are being pawned here are weapons. Uh, you can see that there are brass knuckles, clubs, a sledgehammer, a combat knife, a 10 millimeter pistol, a nine millimeter pistol. Uh, and, and by the way, in most cases, there's multiples of these. There's a Winchester 12 gauge shotgun. Uh, there's some ammo, 10 millimeter ammo, some nine millimeter ammo, some uh, 12 gauge, uh, 12 gauge shells, and also some 12 gauge slugs. But other than that, it seems like um, there isn't a whole lot going on in here. Not a lot of sorting around needs to be done. Is there, uh, uh, Bob comes on out uh, and says, hey there. He says, are you here to pawn or sell or buy? Hopefully gain employment. <laughs> uh, recently lost my job through no fault of my own and yeah. came here to Springfield and looked to see if I could find some new work, seeing if you might need a hand around here. Well, that's awful kind of you. Uh, I'm afraid that uh, we already hired uh, one guy to do sweeping up. He basically uh, he came from the mines, apparently, he hit the ground running, you know, uh, before dawn and ran over here as fast as he could ahead of the crowd. So I'm afraid that I'm all full up on uh, uh, any uh, any jobs that I might be able to hand out right now. Okay, all right. But uh, there might be some openings uh, depending upon, uh, uh, you know, in a couple of days because. Uh, from what I can tell, you know, if, if you got if there's a lot of you guys and you don't can't find any work, then there's gonna be a lot of you guys selling what you have or pawning what you have. And so I might have some need for some help then. But uh, don't need it right now. Okay. In the meantime, I'm looking around and I look at that 10 millimeter pistol and how many clips of ammo are there? There are uh, 10 shells for it. No, there's 10 clips. There's 10 clips of ammo for it. Okay. Yeah, I don't think they're selling it in anything less than the clips that are listed in the in the manual. Yeah, I, I see the, the Colts. It's JHP ammo, 10 millimeter. Uh, as far as uh, before game purchases go, uh, when you purchase a gun, does it come with a clip? No. No, okay, all right. Yep. Sorry. Nope. Uh, nope. Basically, you have to buy everything. Okay. That's, That's why, why I gave you so much money. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I did, in fact, use that to get an, a clip for the gun. Yeah, because all I bought was the Tampa. So I'm looking now. I might, now that I'm here, I might want to partake in that. Um, he looks at you and he says, I see that you're looking at. Uh, 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 the Winchester uh, shotgun. He says that's a that's a uh, that's a twin barrel shotgun. You know you can fire both barrels at the same time. Oh yeah, that does a heck of a lot of damage, especially uh, you know up close. You might want to consider that. Yeah, it gets pretty rough out there sometimes. So yeah, I'm kind of keeping my eye out for. Something to 
kind of keep myself safe. Let's okay. see here. Yeah. How much for that? Uh, what did you say? It was the the Winchester twelve gauge. Yeah, it's a twelve gauge. Yeah. Uh huh. Double barrel, mahogany grip. It's called the Widowmaker. Ah, that one. It's only sixteen hundred. I just sort of look at at Bob there with a raised eyebrow. I go sixteen hundred for this. These are, I believe, the old term was a dime a dozen. These were produced. These are mass produced, man. It's like, come on. Well, it's true that the you know, but unfortunately, uh, uh, it's that's the price. Now, I do have a used one in the back. I'd be willing to let go for a considerably lower price. Hmm. Considerably lower, huh? Yeah. All right. I'll take that one. If if it is for sale, I will take it. Because, yeah, I'm noticing some, you know, when you get a bunch of cranky, unemployed people out there, things are going to get a little rough. All right. People are on short temper. They tend to, you know... They might start drinking a little more, being a little despondent, and I don't want to be caught unaware. So, right, yeah, sure. okay. Well, he goes in the back and he brings out this shotgun. It's rusted, like really bad. Its stock is basically held together with bailing wire, and uh, it looks like it's pretty much on its last legs, but. He swears it's still serviceable, and I'll let you have it for two hundred. All right, how much for the shells? Normal price, no okay. discount on shells. All right, let me look at this here. So basically, when you write it down on your character sheet, Trav, you need to basically mark off all the condition points except one. That means that it's going to have a. Uh, uh, 50% damage reduction as a result. Now, that doesn't mean that some, one of you guys can't try to use your armor, your uh, repair skill to maybe do some improvement on it. Yeah, I was going to say, mine's only, yeah. Uh, okay, I'll take that and two shells for it, sir. Just two? Okay, get, uh, four. That way then I got the reload. I'll take the slugs. Okay. And by the way, uh, I mean, the, the prices there are listed are listed for a certain number of them. That's uh, that's 150 for 20. So that means each one of them. So that would be 300 for 20, which means that each one would be, um, what, 15 caps yeah. a piece? Yeah. So you're getting you're spending 60 caps on that, right? Oh, wait a minute. The 115 is for oh volume 20. Yeah. Oh, heck, I mean, if it's 200 and then another 150 for the 20, I'll just take the box of 20. Well, it's their 200% price, so they're 300, so 420. That's why I said they're 50, They're basically 15 caps apiece. If you get okay. four, it's 60 caps. Okay, and the gun is 200. Right. 
Okay, give me six shells then. That way, then I have two right. reloads. Yeah. All right. Now you got you spent seventy five caps plus. So basically, a total of two hundred seventy five caps. Yep. All right. Well, he seems he seems satisfied with that deal, especially since you didn't even try to uh, uh, try to bar barter with him. Yeah, isn't that supposed to be your character skill? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. I mean, he ba he basically sold the worst gun in the shop that he wasn't even trying to sell to anybody. But you know, hey, he's happy now. He gave you that, he, you know. So well, he'll, see, even, he'll, he'll the, even he'll give you an oily rag to to do maintenance on it with. Thank you very much. And also, yeah, see, I've got you know that this because I'm a loyal customer. He made a sale that he wasn't. This may help me out later when I do try to find a job. Ah, yeah. well, the fact that you actually have some weapons might, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I, I mean, he made a sale he wasn't even really trying to. Yeah, he got money just out of you know a failed interview. He still got to sell something. That's so that'll work in my favor later on. So now, now you know what it's like to be a real to be a real salesman. Uh, I, I sell stuff even when I'm not trying to. <laughs> Anything else you want to buy from uh, from Bob here? How is your knife selection? Because, you know, knives are extremely useful. We can always use them even for more of a tool purpose than a weapon. He, he says, I'm sorry, but I don't carry any of them. Uh, they uh, only deal with the firearms. But you might want to go see my, my boy, Bob Jr. He runs the general store. I think he's got some knives there. All right. I will do so. Thank you very much. I shake his hand. And I head All over right. to the general store. By the way, uh, Ken, do you have any reason, a desire to go to either of these places? Um, not, at, not at the moment. First, I was going to look at, I see you have a number of buildings on the map that are not marked. Those are, are residences. Occupied? or okay. Yeah, those are. So, so yeah, nothing those, is abandoned there? No. Okay, I'm going to um, go to the general store, but I don't go inside the general store. I'm going to look around, um, look and see if perhaps like there's like, a locked door or something with a bad lock that may be easy to pick? Uh, in answer to, uh, to, uh, to Ken's question, um, uh, he looks around and he does see that the back of the store does have a uh, does have a lock on it. Doesn't look like it's currently locked because, you know, this it's a place of business. People do come and go. But it looks like a good lock. Uh, he also sees that there's uh, somebody sitting out the back and who's who's busy basically uh, uh, chopping some firewood with a nice shiny fire uh, fire axe. Um, and he recognizes him from one of the guys who was you know, working at the mine, another big guy who's apparently, you know, willing to do anything for some caps. So he's right now chopping firewood for the, the for Bob Jr. So Trav, you go walking in the front door, and you see that there's a uh, uh, there's a there's two guard there's a guard standing outside with a uh, uh, a double barrel shotgun that is in much better condition than yours. Yeah. Uh, and there's also when you walk inside, you can see there's another guy sitting up uh, on one of the rafters uh, who has a um, uh, a rifle, uh, basically looking down over the people that go that are currently wandering through the store. Uh, there's a big, uh, a big beefy guy, uh, looks very much like Bob Sr., except, of course, you know, 20 years younger, who's currently handling some uh, so, uh, some purchases of some people up 
by uh, at the front counter. Okay. Uh, this store has a lot of general stuff, as you would expect. And if one second, I will tell you some things that might be of interest to you. Uh, this is a good place. I mean, you will find food here, by the way, but it's not too much of a problem in this game because it's not really tracked a whole lot. But pretty much everything that is not a weapon um, is going to be found here uh, in the store. Um, things that, that might be of specific interest to you are flares. Uh, there are lighters. There is a flashlight, a shovel, and boots that are designed to protect you in, in hazardous areas. Rubberized boots. They're not boots like, you, you know, like you'd wear just kick it around. They're not leather boots. These are a different kind of boots. Uh, otherwise, you, you're going to the common stuff you'd expect, you know, blankets, uh, oil, um, you know, there's going to be some uh, cooking supplies, dishware, um, you know, fire starters, uh, pretty much anything that you'd normally expect. Though there, it seems like all, there's there's not a whole lot in here that you you know. I mean, it's, it's a fairly, relatively large store, but it doesn't seem like there's like you know, there's like five or six of each item. Uh, it's not like a the the shelves are brimming. Now, it may be that that's intentional, that Bob has basically got a whole lot of stuff in stock in the back, and he's, you know, he only puts out so much because he doesn't want people to just come and just steal everything off the shelves. Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, uh, there's... Uh, I'm going to go in the store at the same time that he's in the store. I want to okay. see how good they are at watching two people at the same time. Okay. Well, okay, but uh, Dex De is not the only person in the store right now, so uh, they seem to be pretty good. Though somebody with a, with a, a certain amount of stealth might be able to do something, you know, might be able to uh, you know block the sight from the guard that's sitting up in the rafters. I'll leave it alone right now, but I want to see like how. Judging from the size of the front room, I'd probably know how big the back rooms are. And I may have a general idea of where, where there might be like a door or something. Okay. All right. Tra uh, okay. Uh, yeah, Trav, uh, why don't you roll under eight times your luck? Okay. Well, apparently there are no knives. <laughs> All there right. Are, now, there might be some knives outside in the – because there are some – some uh, you know tables and things like that set up outside, you know in that uh, that that town square I talked about. But oh. apparently in this location there are no knives. Is there anything said, else you want to buy here? Uh, the flares and the uh, lighter. Well, flares they start on their own. So yeah, you basically take the cap. They're like road uh, flares. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and smack them on the ground. They start up. Yeah. You yourself. actually take the cap off and flip it around and, and smack it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'll buy a couple of flares. Sure, you never know when they might come in handy. Okay. Flares are 10, so there's 20 caps. All right. All right, anything else? Uh, how am I doing on food? I mean, my own... Yeah, stuff that I might carry with me. Okay. You probably have a, enough 
for like a day because you were fed by the by the place. Yeah. So all you have is basically anything that you might have like held back, you know, some, uh, you know, some, oh, uh, oh, uh, you know, like some, rations or something. You well, know. I'm thinking about things like, you know, some some uh, jerky meat on a stick or something like that. Now, as far as radiation is concerned from food, it does food does have radiation in it, but yeah. your body uh, naturally, if you uh, unless you have a, a normally low uh, endurance, your body naturally gets rid of ten rads a day. So you can actually eat irradiated food and be okay. All right, I think I'm going to buy a little bit of food just to, you know, just in case. So I'll buy another day's worth. Okay. Just to have it on me. So, you know, because I know, you know, looking for a job here, we might want to start. I'm going to, you know, really try to, you know, what's the term? Hit the bricks as far as trying to find something because... If we've already got people from the mines here in the town, there's going to be a lot more coming. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and the food's going to run out pretty fast. Yeah. So, yeah. Now, they're, not, they're, I mean, they might, I mean, you know, they, they, they're going to, they're probably going to go and kill one of those, those uh, Brahmin and, and feed people, but it's going to yeah. be at a high price. So it's, uh, so basically uh, for, uh, uh, you can get basically some, Relatively cheap food for about 10 caps a can. I'll take, uh, I'll take, I'll take two cans, sure. Okay. Purified uh, water is going to cost you 20 though. Yeah, I'm going to want the water, so. Okay. And pure, you know, uh, you can just get regular old water from the ground that's, you know, been filtered. But that's that'll that'll only cost you five, but it's going to also cost you a couple rads. Silly biologicals needing food and water. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'll take the purified water. How much is that? Twenty a bottle. Uh, yeah. one bottle then. All right. All right. All right. Does it, does it does it look like I can get into a position where somebody is? First of all, are these food is the food or water such that it may be possible to shoplift it? Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, as far as like size and such, that that's exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Um, can I get into a position where nobody's watching me and where a mirror is not watching me either? Okay, that's what your stealth skills about. Okay. If you fail your stealth skill, you will be noticed. Uh, okay. Oh, I failed my stealth skill. I rolled the 73. And oh, the guy up top says, hey, that punk kid over there is trying to steal some, uh, some, some uh, 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 dog food. He says, get him. And uh, I, I am not. I, and one I of the guards inside starts racing towards you, you know, with, you know, with the butt of his gun <laughs> up, ready to strike you. I put the I put the food back and I flee. Okay. Uh, all right. So uh, he basically closes with you. So I'm gonna we're gonna get to roll initiative. 
uh, which is not really an issue. But basically, it just depends on your sequence. So, uh, what's your sequence? Um, ten. Ten. All right. Yeah. Let's see. See what his sequence is. Harry the mutant warrior. Okay, this guy basically is a big. He's a super mutant. <laughs> and uh, he's uh, so he's running over to you. And uh, like I said, he has a uh, uh, he has he has a all, his sequence is only ten. So yours is ten also. Yes. All right. So let's make a luck check. Everybody, roll uh, roll under eight times your luck. Every one hundred. Yeah, D one hundred. You failed. Eight times my luck. No, uh, well, only if you're in the store. If you want it. Yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, oh, yeah. yeah uh, Harry uh, uh, rolled uh, uh, rolled a uh, uh, a fifteen, so he's definitely uh, way under his luck. So I rolled uh, a four, I rolled a fourteen on mine. Mine was a forty-eight. But so. what's your but what's your uh, sequence? Oh, wait a minute. Let me look. Oh, mine's a 10 as well. Okay. Everybody's got a 10. Interesting. Okay, so basically Harry gets to go first. So Harry's going to attack you. I don't know um, how you defend against attacks or... You I don't? don't. Want to no. Yeah, I mean, you. If it's, if it's your turn, any act, action points you don't take adds to your defense. Okay. Okay. But uh, he's basically he moved over, um, and uh, he's going to go ahead and um, attack you with the butt of his gun, and he rolls a twenty-eight, which is uh, uh, well under his fifty percent melee, uh, but not so far as to go into the crits. So he basically slams this thing down on top of you. Uh, ah. And he does, uh, you take three points of damage. Okay. And he tells you to surrender. Okay, I'm going to try to escape him and go around him and flee. All right, so you're going to run around the, sh uh, the, sh the shelf. What did you roll, by the way, for your initiative? Um, what was your luck roll? Oh, my luck roll was 71. Okay, so Trav actually goes first. Trav, are you going to respond to this? Uh, this guy is this this big super mutant is just just slam the crap out of this little boy with the butt of his rifle. Oh, I walk up to him. I'm like, oh, I know what I can do. I can try to sneak up behind him and trip him with the tapa. Just you know, hook it under his, come up behind him, hook it under his leg, and trip him. So let okay. me do my let me do a snake roll. Let's see. That's okay. Oh, yes. 40% I rolled a 12. Okay, so yeah, he doesn't see you. He's bit too busy beating the crap out of this 12-year-old. And I take my tampa, I hook it under his left ankle, and yank. Okay. Make a uh, unarmed check. Just made it with a 39. I need to turn the light on. <laughs> Just made it. Because my unarmed is a 40. Yeah, made it by one percent. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, unfortunately, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, because you're going for a specific part of his body, there is a minus. Yeah. So you don't succeed. Uh, the uh, let me just make one check here. Whether there's anything for surprise, 
This is page uh, 131. All right, I'm going to give it to you that you pull this off. So did you make your unarmed combat roll? Yeah, I did. That was what I made by one. All right, so you basically, you know, grab his legs and you flip him down. He he goes prone. And uh, while, you know, meanwhile, uh, 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 Jaron is running off. Okay, he he turns over and looks at you and says, what the hell did you do that for? Okay, you're, now, letting did, them, you're letting them get away. Now, did he? He, he said he put it back. Yes, I, I dropped the food can. Okay, I said he didn't steal anything. He was about to. He put it back. Okay, so uh, uh, basically, uh, uh, it's your uh, it's your turn, uh, uh, Jaron. I'm trying to I'm trying run, to out, run of out of the store, and, and after that, I'm going to try to hide if I can find a place to hide, like behind a building or tree or something. The you go running around, uh, like you say, the at the end of the uh, of the row, and you go running out toward the door. Um, it shouldn't be any trouble for you to make it uh, out to the front door. You know, uh, the the whole while that this is going on, uh, the guy up in the rafters is sitting there holding his gun. But for some reason, apparently, he doesn't shoot you. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe he just does, isn't in the mood to basically kill a 12-year-old boy for stealing food. For trying Attempting to. to steal food, yes. Yeah. Anyways, so you go running out. This, uh, the super, uh, Harry gets up and looks at you and growls at you. He says, you better be buying something. Well, By the way, did it really um, look like dog food, or did you just say that to discourage me? No, it's really dog food. Oh. <laughs> it's it's actually one of the more nutritious things in the game. I've seen some of them dog food cans, man. Sometimes some damn things eat better than we do. Yeah. <laughs> it's balanced nutrition. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, Trav, you, do you want to... Uh, are you? Do you want to go any further with this? Well, yeah, I'm looking at this guy. I said, you know, oh, he's asking me. You better be buying something. Well, he's mad because you knocked him down. Well, it's because you were going to whoop on a kid who ended up not stealing anything. I can understand if he still had the stuff in his hand. He just growls. Kid's it. gone. Food's still here. All is well. All right, go ahead and make a uh, uh, make a, a a talk a talk roll. Uh, speech, okay. Speech, Ooh. Yeah. 75 rolled to 57. <sighs> Shakes his head. He says, Ugh. Stand down, soldier. Yeah. Damn. He, says, he looks at you and he says, It's a good thing you look tasty. Gets up and walks, goes, walks back to his post. Yeah, and I mutter, Yeah, I usually don't get offers this early in the season like that. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so do you want to buy something while you're here? Well, um, besides what you've already gotten? Uh, I think I might head out to the town square, take a look at their knife selection, because I do still want a knife. Okay. All right. So you go out there, go ahead and roll me another luck check. Crap. Nope. Missed it by 10. Okay. Well, basically, you could find a knife, but it's not going to be good as a weapon. If that's, uh, you know, it would basically be like a small knife or whittling or yeah, yeah, know, more cutting of a food. Yeah, more than anything. I mean, just because 
even back in the day, like medieval times, yeah, you had to leave your swords and all that stuff at the door, but everybody had a knife because they were using it for food or whatever, or cleaning sure. out their fingernails. So, yeah, I'll okay. take that, sure. A, all right. A woody knife, yeah. Yeah, so you, you basically get a, a little um, uh, a, a little uh, fillet knife. Uh, the... Uh, the the woman who's who's, who's uh, running the booth says, "Yeah, that's a good knife." Says it's nice and sharp. Says we kept it honed real well. Says made out of stainless steel. All right. So, says that's seventeen caps. All right. <laughs> Not bring it all. Yeah, you don't want to barter. <laughs> uh, not yet. Um, all right. So he, she sells it to you for 17 caps. All right. Smile sweetly. I go, thank you very much, ma'am. Oh. Come back anytime, honey. So what's going on at this bar? Okay. So uh, you get to the bar, and you notice there's a whole bunch of people that are standing around uh, this big post in the middle of the bar, bar uh, that has a single sheet of paper on it. Okay, okay, I will uh, look at the sheet of paper. All right. And the sheet of paper uh, has a job offer on it. Okay. Doing what? All right. It, I'll try and tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pulling up the, the flavor text here. <laughs> All right. Uh-huh. So job notice says, looking for work? Like to travel? Mayor Dotson needs reliable delivery specialists to run correspondence to Tulsa. Inquire in person at the mayor's house. Um, okay, this seems like uh, the valid offer. Um, I don't know if I like to travel so much, but I will need yeah. repairs, and maybe I'll have someone to help me out. So I'm going to head over to the mayor's house. Okay, before you go, you feel a hand on your... Right, uh, uh, your right appendage, Mm -hmm. and you see this older, skinny woman who looks at you. Says, "Say there, sailor." He he says, "Are you by chance fully functional?" Um, I have no sailing capabilities. I mean, she starts patting the front of you he says are there like anything that like pops out please do not make aggressive moves (laughs) against the ralf unit doing so will trigger security protocols if security protocols are already active remember that surrendering is a valid option which greatly enhances your chance of surviving this encounter with the ralf unit oh honey i ain't being aggressive that costs extra got any caps I'm, I'm just, uh, <laughs> please do not make aggressive moves against the RALF <laughs> unit. Doing so will trigger security protocols. If security Near- protocols are already active. <laughs> nearby, uh, nearby, nearby drinkers in this bar are, are, uh, you know, are laughing. Uh, this guy goes and lo- uh, says, says, Hey, he says, June, he says, he ain't got no interest in you. <laughs> You get, don't you know a robot when you see him? She says, well, he can't be any worse than my third husband. Oh. 
Well. And I figure anybody who can, you know, who has the, has the cadence he has when he came walking in, it seemed like a fairly serviceable beat to me. <laughs> a couple of the girls kind of nod their heads. There's quite a few girls uh, in various uh, uh, in various sizes and, and various ages. Do the rest of you guys ever make it over to the bar? Well, I've done all my shopping, so yeah. I, uh... Okay. Because if you make any mention about the fact that you're looking for work, they will mention the fact that there are some job postings over oh, at the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I look at the postings, and I assume there's no drinking age in the far, far, you know, post-Holocaust future. Oh, no. No, not at all. Uh, okay. uh, of course, the guy looks at you, and he says, uh, Hey there, sonny boy. He says, I'm afraid that, uh, you know, you pro what you're looking for is probably out in the Brahmin herds. Oh, <laughs> I need to do something to eat. So I'm looking for anything that I can do. Well, you know, you might want, I mean, uh, you don't look like you're uh, big enough or tough enough to uh, hang with the uh, caravan guards. But this this courier job sounds like it might be something up your speed. Okay, why don't you go yeah. over to, to why don't you go on over to the mayor's office? You know, one, and this one guy is like, you hear, uh, make a uh, uh, perception check. Uh, is there a, there's no listen. There's just, you know, there's no skill like that. So I think it's like eight times your perception. Go ahead and make a check. Okay. Failed. Never mind. <laughs> there's a couple of people mention a few things and they don't look at you. Uh, so you're going to head off? Now the the other jobs I know he's I know I'm probably not suitable because I'm young, but are they posted anywhere that can read them anyway? Well, the only two jobs that are currently available are caravan uh, guards and this one for Mayor uh, Mayor Dotson. Okay, but are they, I mean are they posted anywhere? Is it just I'm being this, told about it's it? It's on this post. I told you. There's okay, a big then, there's a big post, but you have to kind of push through the people that are all like staring okay. at it. A lot of them basically go over and they've been looking at it and they're like, well, okay. You know, uh, and some people are leaving, you know, after they read it. Most people are just sitting down and getting a drink, you know. Yeah, I'm going to go over to the mayor's then and find out about the courier job. All right. Okay. So, Trav, uh, are you going to come into the bar? Yeah, I go in and I, I, I got some caps there. I'm looking. I go over to the job board, see what's there. Well, basically what I just said, there's some caravan job work, and there's also um, some uh, uh, there's also some uh, uh, this one job for the mayor is you know it's as I said it's it says uh, uh, looking for uh, like to travel looking for, like delivery work come on over. What about that caravan job? What's it talking about there? Okay, the caravan job uh, is basically uh, uh, going to Tulsa. Uh, it's uh, they're looking for about 20, 20 guards, uh, but every but you have to but you have to have your own weapons, and they have and yeah they have and they have to be um, uh, you know like rifles or you have to you know your own armor and your own weapons, but food's provided and. Uh, what well, basically says talk to the you know the the uh, the caravan leader, 
for you know, but it says uh, you know, basically standard pay for for guards with good with good with good track records, uh, half pay for anybody that we have room for. Okay, I don't have any armor, so yeah, I might try the mayor. Okay. Yeah. So do right. you also have the leather jacket that you were given, or do they want armor? Armor. <laughs> it's armor. Well, I've got a helmet. Yeah, you also you also have a leather jacket, uh, Ken. That's why you have the yes. armor class that you do, and so and so does Trav. Unless he, you know, unless he suddenly sold it and didn't. No, tell me no, I didn't. No, okay. I have it. I mean, I see right. armor. I'm thinking like the breast. You know, like oh well, yeah. Some of the guards around town are wearing metal armor. They're very, you know, and those guys look like they're, you know, ready for 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 a lot. And there's yeah. probably going to be some guards on the caravan who are also dressed with really good armor. Uh, but anyways, uh, so you head on down to the mayor's house. Okay. Yeah. And when you get there, the mayor's house is a really impressive looking place. I mean, oh, it's yeah. like. It, it, it is like a, you know, a, a mansion. I mean, everything else in this town is kind of, you know, patchwork and and uh, whatever. It looks like, it's, you know, things, you know, things are barely being kept up. But this place looks like a palace. Yeah. So this guy is rich, whoever he is. And uh, he's a lot richer than you might expect. Uh but you open, you knock on the door. The door opens. There's a huge, muscular guy who basically, bald-headed, looks down at you, you know, grunts and turns and uh, ushers you uh, down a hallway into a formal sitting room. Okay. The mayor opens the door, and you know, wearing a three-piece suit with a a carafe and a gold watch and and wingtip shoes with polish so so highly that you'd swear it was reflecting, you know. And he comes out and he says, "Oh, good, three more, three more. Maybe you'll work out a little better." So you're looking for uh, a job. You're looking for the delivery work. Well, that's great, yeah. but you know. Uh, Usually I ask my own people to do this, but for some, but for reasons that I'm not going to go into, I'd rather have some strangers do this work. My eyebrow raises as soon as he's saying his own people won't do this. I'm thinking this, his own people won't do this work. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now let me explain to you. Okay. This, all I need you to do is take a sealed letter to my sister in Tulsa. It's about seven days' journey south. Now, after a few days, she'll write you a letter to bring back to me. When I get that letter, still sealed, mind you, and I know that my letter to her has arrived intact, everybody gets 200 uh, caps. Not really interested in Tulsa's authorities knowing about this little exchange we're, you know, we're making about this letter. So your reward is substantially dependent upon whether or not you're noticed. So what do you say? Okay. This seems like a reasonable offer. All right, let's just get this straight again so we can understand. You're going to have us deliver a letter secretly to your sister in Tulsa. She That's is going correct. to write a reply and seal it, and we are to bring it back to you. 
Is this a one-person thing or a group thing? Oh no, you all. Uh, I'm sure that you know it's it's a dangerous journey to Tulsa by yourself. So I, you know, I uh, I'm perfectly willing to pay all three of you. The important thing is that the letter gets there. And right. the payment is 200 caps per day. 200 caps per person for the entire trip. Ah, this is yeah. quite a lot. 200 caps per day per person. No, it's 200 caps for the entire trip, pay, payable upon your return, having done your job adequately. Um. Okay, so... Do we also get a meal when we start? Oh, you boys haven't eaten yet? Not really, no. Oh. We haven't eaten in a while. All right, well, let's... let's, let's are you, are you accepting the job? Um, yes. Yes. Out of character, Bruce, isn't 200 caps a very small amount of money considering this is like two to three weeks worth of work? And it's uh, dangerous? <laughs> maybe. But uh, he knows that you, you know, there's a lot of... Maybe why nobody else has taken him up on the offer. Mm-hmm. So, It'd be really uh, helpful if somebody had a really good barter skill. <laughs> yeah. I'm 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 going 200 for like and how long does it take one way to get from Springfield to Tulsa? You said a week. It's a week each way, yeah. So a week plus a few days. So let's call so two it two and a half weeks, and so we're let's at, call it 20 days. Uh, I I look at the mayor. I said, Your Honor, We're going to be gone for two and a half weeks. We are traveling through what you say is very dangerous territory. We are to keep this secret, especially from the Tulsa authorities. And 200's it? Per person? Well, you know, this is kind of a... Kind of a, you know, trial run here. Now, if you prove to be really good at your job, then I'm sure that... The next time I need a letter delivered, the pay would be more commensurate with well, your I, your how success. How often does that happen? Oh, is that I'm common. Sure, at least once a month. Mm. Of course, it can't be mo- much more than once a month, considering it takes twenty days to do. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, you know, you do this, come back probably another week after that, there will be some more money for you. Uh, in the meantime, uh. Would it not be advisable that we might take some sort of advance on those funds? Otherwise, yeah, well, like my I said, uh, friends you... may starve on the road. Well, I, I'm sure we can outfit you with an appropriate amount of food for the travel, if that's what it takes. Huh. And I wouldn't want you guys to fall dead from malnutrition and lack of water. Just right, because... yeah. Okay. Let's see. 20-day round trip, food at least one way. And the food in addition to the pay, not taken from the pay. Right, yeah, yeah. Dex looks at the man and goes, yeah. Since I do not eat, you may pay me in ammunition. 10 millimeter, please. Well, son, I ain't, I ain't going to go and give you money for stuff you don't need to use. Uh, Didn't you just say that it's a dangerous trip? 
Yeah, but I mean, I'm giving you guys food because you need food. A robot yeah. don't need no food. Exactly. I need ammunition. Well, just pretend that instead of his portion of food, you just replace it with ammo. That is what I asked. Yeah. Um, okay. I think you need to make a uh, barter check here. Yeah. I'll, yeah. Uh, oh, yes. Is I it possible to assist I roll, people with skills in no. the system? I have a 68. I rolled a 2. Wow. Um, yeah. Okay. He says, all right. He says, I'll tell you what. I'll throw in a clip. That is acceptable. All now, right. it's too bad you don't have like an like like an automatic weapon because then that would be like really big. But instead, it's just going to be a clip of whatever you use. Still, three hundred and fifty caps. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> so that's that's, that's that's what that's the price they charge the rubes. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got an extra twelve ammo. All right. So um, okay. So he says, "Out, you know." So, so are we in agreement then? You guys are going to do the job. This seems appropriate. Yes. All right. So in that case, head on over into the dining room, and we'll go and get you fed up before we send you out. Right on. All right. So you go to the next room, and you sit down on a table before you know uh, with linen and uh, you know and. Uh, China and crystal gla glasses filled with water and ice. Oh, this, and this wow, this place is really fab. Well, I'm glad you like it. I, I find myself very comfortable here. He says, you know, this is the kind of life you can get used to when you're in my employ. But you're going to have to prove you're worth it. So, and then he, he says, uh, he uh, and he sits down, and they start bringing out these big platters with big, thick slabs of this of of, of steaming roast beef, and wow. uh, and and potatoes and gravy and biscuits and you know all the stuff that doesn't come in a can. Yeah. You know, or you know, has no name, but it looks like it might have had extra legs. <laughs> yeah. This looks like really good food, you know. And uh, it, it's just you're you know you just uh, you guys just pig out big oh, yeah. time I'm sure oh, yeah. you're like barely rolling out so you, you hardly eat enough for two or even three meals and he just sits there smiles at you he's a big guy so he eats a lot too and uh, he doesn't give you any alcohol though he says that I don't want you you know and you, you need to keep your edge but oh you yeah can drink, you can drink all that all the purified water you want he says. That's fine. I got I got my own still. Nice. Okay. All right. So anyway, so you basically spend about you know an hour and a half doing this. At which point, uh, the, the 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 kitchen staff comes out with a with a bunch of ba uh, three backpacks, each filled with you know uh, supplies of uh, uh, oil uh, oil <laughs> supply supplies of uh, of, of Food and and uh, you know cans of food and other things and some hardtack bread and and and, and a, a whole bunch of purified water. Mm. So, so it looks it, it looks like enough to last you at least you know uh, 
Well, I mean, if you actually take enough to, to basically take you all the way there, that's a lot of weight. So yeah. I'm just saying is at least two to three days, uh, though you'll probably have to, you know, you might want to, you're probably going to have to supplant your water as you go yeah. along. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Do they sell, like, portable filters? Obviously not here, but... Uh, you might have been able to find one of those over at the... Uh, uh, at the the market, the at the uh, general store, or even out there amongst all those folks that were selling stuff. Mm. I look at Jaron and I go, "Okay, so you want like one of them filter straws? Okay, I can go in the general store. Somebody can't because they tried to steal a can of dog food." And I give him that wide-eyed stare. Who could that be? I go, you need to rein that in. Welcome, valued customer. <laughs> As you go into yeah, the general I look, store. I look at the kid and I, I look at the kid and go, you can't be doing that anymore. Rein that in. Great, I've taken on the dad role. Um, uh, uh, all right, let's see here. Dad voice uh, farther behind. Uh, all right, let me just try to find... Yes. Uh, at that statement, uh, Ralph is going to say, do not engage in any sort of criminal behavior. Doing so might uh, <coughs> might engage my security protocols. Wow. You find, uh, you find a filter. All right. Yeah. So I head back to the general store. Okay. Given, given Harry there sort of the eye like, yeah, I'm back. What about it? And I try to find portable filters, and I'll grab. Well, there's, let's say, there's a, there's a couple of them. They they're listed at, at 150 caps each. Well, okay. Well, I'm going to take his money because I'm not paying for both of them. So you're going to need <laughs> the boy's going to need to give me some money. It's like I'm not. No, no. <laughs> it's bad enough. I got to go in for you because you wore out. You're welcome. So. I just make the, the, the gimme motion with my hand. Like, come on, kid. Cough it up. And this will basically provide you with filtered water, which will be have a, you know, depending upon the supply, uh, it won't be able to handle toxic supplies of water, but it would be able to handle, uh, re you know, regular groundwater or yeah. runoffs or things like that. It basically, it'll last until it doesn't last. <laughs> yeah. You're not okay. quite sure how long it's going to last, but it's uh, mostly what it'll do is it'll it'll allow you to, to get reduced rads from the water you drink. Yeah. All right. So is that all you're going to buy? Is that it? Yeah. I mean, we already got, uh, I got shotgun shells. I got the flaying knife. Got my own fury water, a couple cans of food, leather jacket, club. The two filter straws, one for me, one for the kid. All right. And we got our own food, our food given to us by our new employer. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you have a Ralph unit. Oh, yeah. And see, that's the thing. We can hunt food. Yeah. Well, these aren't actually filter straws. They're actually more like a, um, uh, a funnel. How Which many times can they be used? You don't know. How many times it, are they usually used? You don't know. We've never seen them before? 
No, all the water you've gotten over at the uh, mine was provided, you know, from the mine, dis- you know, uh, 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 distillation system. I mean, oh, it was, okay. it's a big operation. They can afford to produce purified water for their workers. Yeah. So, you know, they, they, they gave you good, you know, you, you had good water and relative, the food was, was, was a little iffy, but the water was pretty good. So, uh, you haven't actually seen people using filtered water <coughs> over there. Though you've probably, you've heard of it, you know, and such. It's not like wow. it's a, a mystery or something, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it all depends on the quality of the water that you're using. If you're like trying to pour mud into it, not so long. Okay, but if you find a relatively, you know, um, clean amount of water, and this is where your outdoorsman skill is going to come into play, the better you roll with your outdoorsman, the the pure, the the longer your your filter is going to last. Okay. All right. So, okay. So you uh uh you got everything you need? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, like I said, this thing's about a fist-sized object. It basically, it's like a funnel. It goes down, and you basically pour, you filter the water into another container. You can stick your mouth under it, of course, you know, or you can just you put it into a bottle or something. Yeah. So, uh, I assume that you're probably using some kind of a of a flask. It's you know probably made out of tin. You know, it's like a like a canteen. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. So you. Uh, so you guys uh, uh, actually, uh, there are some um, bottled water is is normally provided in a uh, uh, in a paper container that is um, uh, is basically a wax it's like it's like a wax quart bottle, like you get milk in a quart of milk. Yeah, yeah. In the store, it's like that. It comes it comes from one of the larger manufacturing centers, of which there are some, you know, every so in the in the larger towns. But, you know, that's that's if you're buying stuff to go. I mean, most of the time, people just pour it into another container from their... their uh, By the way, um, has anybody got a Geiger counter? And the answer is no, I don't think so, which is... Uh, how, much do, how much do they go for? Oh, Geiger counters are expensive. Oh. Well, let's find out. I have no need for a Geiger counter. Are you able to um, detect radiation or are you just not harmed by it? This model is not affected by radiation. Is that model able to detect radiation? No. Okay, let's Then we need a Geiger counter. It would be nice. I mean, I'm sure an outdoorsman skill might be nice as far as um, noticing how plants are and everything. Yeah. But it would be nice to have a little bit better warning than just, oh, look, these plants look like crap. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. Of course. 300 caps, it's five pounds. Well, anybody want to pay the 300 caps? I don't have 300 caps. You guys want to, like, pool your money? I don't have any money. And my character doesn't see the use in something like that anyway. Okay, why do you keep saying that? You have more money than anybody. I don't have any money. I spent all my money. Okay. Even the 400 extra I gave you? Yes. Okay. Yes. I have like 45, well, I, not like, I have 45 caps. That's not enough. Is well, there guess, something, is I there like a, 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 like a one use or like a 10 use no. thing, like some kind of radiation badge or something? Sorry. No. I guess you're just going to have to hope for the best. 
Um, hey, let's do something real fast. Can I make a check to see if I can find anyone that seems to be carrying around one of these Geiger counters? Or maybe has it hanging off their pack or something? Oh. Uh, there are a lot of people entering town. Go ahead and make a perception check. Eight okay. times your perception skill. Alright, eight times seven is... Uh, I feel like an idiot. Uh, 56. 56. Okay. Uh, I rolled a 32. All right. Which is 24 under. Well, there is somebody who has one. Okay. May I ask how tough this person looks? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I'm going to say pretty tough. Uh, I'm going to... It's because it's not obvious how tough people are just by looking at them. But I will... Um, go Does ahead. he have good armor on and good weapons, as far as I can tell? Young guy, blonde hair... Um, big guy, uh, looks to dress really well, looks like he's got money. Um, mm. uh, bit of a, you know, he wears, like the mayor, he wears like a, uh, 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 at least a, a three-piece suit. Uh, he's got, uh, boots with, with spurs on him. He has a big hat, you know, looks like he's a, a Western-type character. Uh... Has a big smile on his face. Talks, says hello to everybody. He's doffing his cap, saying to, to the ladies, "Hello, ladies. Hope to see you later on over in the uh, uh, over in the watering hole." He says, "Yeah, I'll be in the back playing cards, but don't feel, don't be shy. Stop by. Maybe you can win some money from me." I'm going to turn to my um, my compatriots, as it were, and say. You said that you needed a Geiger counter. This individual has one. We should go ahead and take it from him. I. Mm-hmm. He's in town. He won't be needing it. I, I assume you have um, some legal justification for this. Legal? As far as I understand, there are no laws governing this area. Fair enough. And he and the robot and Ralph is right. This man won't be needing it while he's here. Yeah. Okay. Where exactly is he? Is he at at this point? Uh, as far as like the map is concerned. Oh, he's he's walking through the center area, heading over toward the bar. Oh, excellent. There's like a whole like almost abandoned area that he's going to have to walk past. Well, there's nothing abandoned here, but yes, there's there's people. Well, a lot less. People are going to be there. Then. Well, the, the most people are going to be in the center with the, uh, 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 with, with the with the the big you know all the all the uh, booze and things like that. So, but yeah, you just keep if you keep heading, he's heading over to number one, which is the the bar, uh, the uh, glowing light bar. All right, Ralph, Jared, I think this is what we can do. We need somebody to distract whilst to distract this man while someone else purloins said Geiger counter. Uh, I am going to walk uh, towards him and attempt to simply make it look like I am walking uh, normally and like bump into him on purpose, but make it look like it's an accident. All right. 
I go. I look to Jaron. Okay, I, I say we, we if we're gonna do this, we better um, get straight who's supposed to be lifting the thing and who's supposed to be distracting them. And I'm looking at. I go. Well, I think Ralph can make a very good distraction. And then I look down at Jaron and smile. Yes, I will. So you this want is, me to? You want me to lift it? Jaron, yes. Ralph, he's the distraction. Hmm. Right on, Daddy-O. All right, so uh, so Ralph, you bang into him, and he basically kind of dances away from you, and he says, hey, now, he says, don't be getting any oil or soot on this fine, you know, this fine outfit of mine. This came Please all... Please do not make aggressive moves against the RALs unit. <laughs> Doing so will trigger security protocols. If security protocols are already active, remember that surrendering is a valid option, which greatly enhances your chance of surviving this encounter. Uh, son, I appreciate what you're saying, but I suggest that you stay far away from me. And he pulls out a very nice-looking Colt 45 and aims security at protocols. I'm sorry. Uh, Midas Pharmaceuticals regrets to inform you that you've triggered this unit's security protocol. You're advised to put down any and all weaponry to make no threatening moves or to leave the secure area you're currently occupying. Failure to do so may result in severe injury or death. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming that means you're not going to chase him. He's going to uh, trot away from you as quickly as possible. So would this be the point where I can try yeah, to snatch the thing? While, while he's being distracted, Jaron, try to lift the Geiger counter. So roll a steal or? Yep. Fails. Not by a lot, though. Okay. He, uh. I failed right. by 10 points. Okay. He, uh, uh, basically tries to grab you by the hair and, uh, and fails on that roll and says, hey, Kid, he says, why are you trying to steal from me? That ain't honorable. He, that means he's still in the area, correct? He's still moving. I'm assuming you're chasing him. Well, I mean, I if, he, if he stopped... I'm not going to stick around. If he stopped to grab the guy's thing, then that means he's still in the area. Can I roll for whatever combat thing I'm going to be doing? If you want to actually initiate combat... All right, then fine. Uh, you... Dana, here's something. No, no now that I is, failed, I'm just going to try to This guy up a child. That too. But the point is, is my security protocols are activated, which means, and since this guy has not actually left the area that my character considers secure, which, which is could the, be which, the which town. Is, oh, the entire <laughs> town. Uh, okay. <laughs> wow. Because we've established that that they basically want me to stop this guy. So, hey, what do you do? You start moving toward him. Yes. Okay. He will fire his forty-five at you. Oh, really? What's his sequence? His sequence is twelve. Minus fourteen. Uh, okay. I thought everybody had a ten. Nope. No, I have a ten. Okay. Yes. So yes, Here. are you? So you start off. You going to start moving toward him? Yes. Okay. All right, right now, uh, I would say, let's see, let me roll a d20 here. Okay, you are 13 hexes away from him. Okay, excuse me. And uh, how many action points does that require? Each, mo each, each point of, each hex of movement is one action point. 
Okay, so I can only move eight towards him at this point. Yes. All right. So yeah, I will. Uh, I will start closing the distance. Okay. I'm surprised he got that far away. I thought that once he got bumped into, that was when the steal was going to happen. But well, he, okay. he 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 moved away from you. You know. Uh, you know his full movement. Okay. At which point, <clears throat> then they tried to steal it from him. At which point, he then wasn't actually in combat at that point. At least he didn't. We. I, so I just basically ignored that. And then he. And then at, the, at which point, uh, you. Uh, so, yeah. No, actually, you're. Uh, you would be seven away from him. Okay. So you can close with him. And how many action points does it require for me to just do a basic unarmed attack? Uh, I believe uh, it was three points. Three points. Okay, so I can close with them, but I can't actually attack right. him this turn. But that means that I have one action point remaining at the end of it, and that'll add one to my AP, correct? Or AC. Yes. Okay. Well. All right. Yep. All right. So it's his turn. Mm-hmm. He's going to uh, fire his pistol at you at point blank range. Okay. He hits you. Uh, what was your, what was your armor class again? Uh, with the added thing, it's going to be a total of eight. Eight. Yep. He hits you, um, and he does. Oh, it's actually a four, forty-five caliber, forty-four magnum revolver. That's a total of twenty points of damage, uh, which means that uh, I take uh, you take four points of damage. All right. Is it like damage minus armor class or minus? No, I have a I have eighty um, percent damage reduction uh, uh, because I'm a robot. I can't have regular uh, armor. Right, okay. and then he uses his remaining movement to move three squares away from you. Okay. All right. So yeah, Jer- Jaron and I both have a ten sequence. So. And he's yelling for help. He says, "Yeah, this crazy robot's attacking me." Says, All right, I know what I'm going to do here. All right. Okay, I'm. Ain't gonna... there any? I thought there was some police in this town. Okay, uh, I'm going to. Yeah, whose turn is it right now? Uh, gonna... It's it's now. Uh, uh, all you guys had the same uh, initiative, so yeah, I'm going to. Well, Taryn and I do. So yeah, I'm going to consider this a lost clause, and I'm going to try to flee again. No, no, I, I walk, okay, I walk up. I walk up to the guy, you know, text here. I go, okay, what seems to be the problem? I work for the mayor. I'm not lying. <laughs> I'm not lying. He goes I, and I, says, you better put a, you better stop that robot. He's going to, he's about to attack you. Ralph, stand down. I look over and I say, uh, did we not want this individual's Geiger counter? I don't respond to that because I'm trying to flee and hide. Well, oh, you wanted my Geiger counter, he says. Well, why didn't you say so? I'm a gambling man. I'm sure we can come up with a wager that's appropriate. This is, I'll tell you what. Can you call your little friend back? I come back voluntarily since I hear this. It would not be simpler to simply kill him and take whatever he has on him. Ralph, stand down. Security protocols deactivated. 
We hope you've enjoyed this display of Midas technology and have chosen behavior which did not result in your death or dismemberment. If you were displeased with DSP00327, feel free to contact Midas Pharmaceuticals Quality Control Department within business hours. I I looked at text here and I go, okay, what you got in mind, son? You know, it says, I already got a gun, but that's a pretty fancy glove he's wearing over there. So I'll tell you what, I'll wager this fine piece of electronics, this this well-kept and 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 uh, late model manufactured Geiger counter against that glove. And we'll do it on a simple flip of a coin. What do you say? You mean my glove? Yeah, your glove. You're the one who tried to steal steal my uh, steal my Geiger counter. Seems like you should be the one who has to re- uh, has to risk something. All right, I, I dig that. We accept your bet, sir. You do. All right. He pulls out a uh, he pulls out a big uh, uh, silver dollar. I look know. at the silver dollar. I go. Da, 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 da. Hand it over. Just a second here. Sure. I look because I, I'm I'm I what what's the term that I use? I detect a shadiness in the force. All right, um, let me look at the. Um, I'm gonna try to look it over to see if I can just feel like it's weighted or something or just something's off with it. I take it that would be some type of perception check. Yes. So times eight my perception. Well, yeah. Sure. Okay, Go right ahead. Yeah, let me see if there's anything that might be a little more. Nope. Okay, so. 19 out of 40. Okay. Seems like a perfectly good coin. It's got it's got some like a lot of wear on it. I mean it it actually says, you know, 1860 on it. This is like a real, you know, a a a, a real ancient coin. I mean, this thing's hundreds of years old. I I take the coin, look it over. I go this is nice. And I hand it back to him. I said, okay, this is what we're using to determine who gets what. All right. Are we, so we're good with that? Yeah, I just want to make sure this is on the up and up. That's after no all. After all, I do work for the mayor, and the mayor does try to rule justly and fairly. All right. Okay, then. So I'll flip the coin. You call it in the air. You know, if, you know, uh, and if it comes up, you you know, uh, let it hit the ground, and uh, uh, if it comes up, you know what you wanted, then all right, you so win. If it, so if it comes up what I want, we get the Geiger counter. If it comes up otherwise, you get the glove. Yeah. All right, and I keep the Geiger counter. Well, yeah. Yeah, okay. All right. Who's going to call it? Well, you should. I, the I boy should. But the robot. Um, no, no. I, I, I look at the robot. Well, I think the I think the robot should stay out of this. I think he's caused enough trouble. It's your thing that you should call it, son. Yes. Um, I will it's your call wager. Tails. Tails. All right. Should I roll a gambling check? or? No, I'm, I'm the one who gets to roll the gambling check. And 
It comes up. Tails. Says, well, that was a fair bet. And he hands you the Geiger counter. Righto. Thank you All very right. much, sir. Let that be a lesson to you, kid. He says, you know, there's no reason to steal when you can make a fair wager. Sometimes Lady Luck smiles at you. She smiles at you better if you, you know, if you uh, treat her right. Words live by. Thank you very much, sir. Hope you right. enjoy, yeah, hope enjoy your stay here in this town. Oh, I plan on uh, enjoying myself quite a bit down at the uh, at the bar. All so, right. uh, and if you you know want to try to win some more money off of me, I'll be in the back table playing some cards. We'll keep that in mind. I shake the man's hand. Okay. All right. Let him go on his way. I motioned right. Ralph and Jaron over. I said, that handled a lot better than I thought. Nobody got shot. That's good. Except the robot. Yeah, I'm going to uh, attempt to repair the small amount of damage on me. Okay. Uh, yeah, oh, by the way, I got hit when I was trying the shoplift. Um, how do I heal that? Somebody has to do a healing check on you. Yeah. First aid check. So apparently I rolled a 99, so I failed. Horribly. Do we so recover you, some amount per day or week or something? No, I have robot, no healing. The robot, rank. the robot does not. But okay. yes, you you can if you you know in time. Okay, let me let me work on the boy here. Just I got first aid at forty. So all right, go ahead. Thirteen. Okay. Good job. All right. It's you get eight hit points back. That's really rad. Oh, how, am I intended. allowed to attempt repair checks? I mean, you, can, uh, you can attempt it three times a day. Three times a day. So I'm going to go ahead and try again. All right. Because at this point, I mean, I've got exactly enough to where if I actually succeed, I'll... Uh... Oh, come on. Now I'm rolling high. But, okay, that was another failure. And the third okay. time... Goodness gracious. Okay. 99, 75, and 98. Apparently, All right. You're not getting healed today. Today, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe that's karma. <laughs> this is Bruce Sheffer saying there are a million, million worlds out there, so go explore them. And this is Trav. There's a reason why it's called gaming. It's for having fun. Gaming on the Frontier podcast is wholly owned by its hosts, it is released under the Creative Commons 3.0 license, no commercial reproduction, and any use of any element of the podcast must be attributed to the Gaming on the Frontier podcast. Hi, this is Trav from the Travcast. Listen to me Tuesday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. Eastern on listen.dementiaradio.org, colon 8027.